In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Many times when you are faithful in serving God and proclaiming the good news of salvation, you will be attacked. This is what happened with our Lord Jesus Christ. The scribes and the Pharisees were waiting, lying in wait for him, cross-examining him, seeking to catch him in something he might say. And the Lord knew that this will not happen to him only, but also it will happen to his disciples and their followers. That's why he encouraged them and gave them a message of support and explained to them many reasons why they should not be afraid or scared. The first reason when he told them, I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that have no more that they can do. They say, these people who are attacking you, what is actually the maximum thing that they can do to you? They can kill the body. Yes, you will die for the name of Christ. But this is not the end of our life. This actually is a beginning of a better life. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid and don't be fearful. Even if they kill you, they have no authority over your spirit. They have no authority over your eternal destination. You have no authority over your souls. After they kill you, they have nothing more to do. Herod killed John the Baptist. And after this, was able to do anything to John the Baptist? No. Herod actually perished. But John the Baptist is still alive by his prayer, by his intercession, by his powerful work among uh, the Christian. So don't be afraid. The maximum they will do, they're going to kill the body. And anyway, all of us will die one day or another. It's better actually to die for the name of Christ just then dying regular death. At least when I die for the name of Christ, I will receive crown of martyrdom. I will be counted with the martyrs. Then the Lord told, told us, you know whom you should fear? I will explain to you. You should fear him who after he has killed has power to cast into hell. Yes, I say to you, fear him. Fear that your eternal destination will not be in heaven. That actually what should make me afraid. That I lose my eternal salvation. Fear and run away from sin. Because sin actually can 
put at high risk your eternal salvation. Fear and run away from false teaching and false doctrine. Because false teaching and false doctrine can put you, your salvation, at high risk. Fear from lack of repentance and not returning back to God. This can put your high, your salvation at high risk. This actually whom we should fear. Then the Lord gave them another message of support. He told them, these people who attack you have no authority over you. The one who has authority over you is God. And God is a loving God, compassionate God. So he gives them the example. Are not five sparrows sold for two copper coin? So have five sparrows sold for two copper coins? Then the question, one copper coin, how much will get? Definitely will not get two and a half. So one copper coin will get two. So two copper coins will get four. But the deal was, if you buy four for two copper coins, you will get one for free. One for free means has no value. The people give it for free, has no value. But even this one sparrow that has no value is not forgotten before God. Not forgotten before God. Then the Lord said, do not fear therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. If God cares about this one sparrow that has no value, shouldn't he care about you? Do you know what is your value? You were purchased not by gold, silver, or precious stone. You were purchased by the blood of the Lamb of God, by the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's your value. So if God cares about the sparrow has no value in our eyes, wouldn't he care about you and protect you? Nobody can harm you. Nobody can touch you. Unless if God gives permission. And if God gives permission, it will be for your benefit. It will add more crowns to you. Don't be afraid. And the Lord gave them another example. He told them, but the very hairs of your head are all numbered. No one can know the number of the hair of his head. But the Lord said, he knows the number of the hair of our head. Not only that, maybe we say, yes, he knows the number because he is God. He is all knowledgeable. So he knows it. But the Lord said, not one single hair fall down 
without permission of your father. I remember in the memories that uh, Tassoni Anjil, the wife of Abuna Bshoi Kamil, uh, recorded. She said when Abuna started to receive uh, chemotherapy after he was diagnosed with cancer, so his hair started to fall down. And Tassoni Anjil was emotional to see that he is losing his hair. So Abuna Bshoi told her, why are you crying? This hair took permission from God before it fell. Because he told us, not one single hair will fall down without permission of your father. So God cares even about every single hair. Who cares about one single hair? Nobody, but God cares about it. And nothing will happen without his permission. So don't be afraid. Nobody can hurt you. Nobody can touch you unless there is a permission. And if there is a permission, then it is for your own benefit. You should trust God with this. Another message of support, he said to his disciples and apostles, why you are enduring all of this? Because you bear witness to me. He said, I say to you, whoever confesses me before men, him the son of man also will confess before the angels of God. When you defend the faith, when you defend the doctrine and then you are attacked because you defend the preaching and the teaching of the gospel, this is confession. You are confessing the Son of Man. You are confessing and bearing witness to Christ. And God doesn't want to be indebted to anyone. He is the giver of all good things. That's why if we confess him, if we bear witness to him before men, then he will confess us. He will say, these are my children. Don't touch my anointed. These are my children. And he will confess us before the angels of God. And the opposite is true. But he who denies me before men, will be denied before the angels of God. Deny Christ doesn't mean only to say, I don't believe that Christ is not God. But denying Christ can be if you are holding to teaching different than what he taught. If you are preaching different gospel than what he preached. If you are defending doctrines that are false and not true, that's denying Christ. That's why he said, he who denies me, him the son of man will deny also in the last day and before 
the angels of God. And the Lord said, your preaching after I ascend to heaven will be inspired and guided and instructed by the Holy Spirit. Before his ascension, he said to the disciple, I will not leave you orphans. I will send you the Holy Spirit. And he told them, don't depart from Jerusalem until you receive power from on high. You receive the power of the Holy Spirit. During the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, many people were confused about him. Because sometimes he appeared as a weak person. Like on the cross, he appeared as a weak person. So he said, anyone who speaks a word again of the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. Maybe he has an excuse. They thought that Jesus is just a regular human being. He got tired, like when he uh, traveled to Samaria to meet the Samaritan woman. He died on the cross. He was humiliated. So many people were offended and did not believe in him. But later on, when the Holy Spirit moved to their heart, and believed in his resurrection, they were forgiven. But to him who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven. What is the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit? It's to resist the Holy Spirit all the days of your life until the person dies. The Holy Spirit will tell you, Christ is the Son of God but you refuse to believe in the divinity of Christ. This is blasphemy. If you, the person continues to refuse to believe in the divinity of Christ until he dies, this is blasphemy. The Holy Spirit will encourage you to repent. When you resist the repentance and insist to live sinful life until the person dies, that's blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. The scriptures is written by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So if you are preaching different gospel than what is written in the scripture, you are resisting the Holy Spirit. And if you insist to defend this false doctrines and teaching, Without repentance, this is also blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Unless you repent before you die. And the last message of support, he told them, now when they bring you to the synagogues, magistrates, and authorities, do not worry about how or what you should answer, or what you should say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say.
again, the disciples, the apostles, the servants of God, they are empowered by the Holy Spirit. So the Lord told them, when they investigate you, when they question you, and bring you before the authorities, magistrates, and synagogues, don't worry. At this very moment, the Holy Spirit will inspire you, will guide you, will teach you, will tell you what you ought to say. This doesn't mean we should not be ready to defend our faith. St. Peter said, you should be ready all the time to defend the reason of the hope that is in you. But sometimes during investigation, they ask us difficult or put us in difficult situation. So how can you react this more at this time? Don't worry. The Holy Spirit will guide you at this very moment. During the trial of St. George, they brought him a cup of poison to drink it. St. George knew the power of the cross. So he made the sign of the cross on the cup and drank it. And nothing happened to him. Then they tied his hands in order not to be able to make the sign of the cross. A difficult situation. So, what can you do in such situation? The Holy Spirit actually guided him and he made the sign of the cross with his head and he drank the poison and nothing happened to him. This is the guidance of the Holy Spirit. We saw in the church history, children like Saint Abanub, like Saint Kyriakos, how these children stood in front of magistrates and authorities, defending their faith with power. They were not afraid but they were very, very powerful in their testimony. From where they got this power? It is from the Holy Spirit. One of the beautiful stories is the story of Saint Perpetua. She was actually pregnant and she gave birth to her child one day before the day of her execution. And her execution was to throw her to the beasts, to devour her. And this one of the most difficult situations. It's one of the most difficult tortures that a person can be exposed to because he will not die instantly. So, during her labor, 
the nurse that was assisting her heard her pray, uh, crying because of the travail and, and the pain of labor. So this nurse told her, if today you cannot endure the pain of delivery, how tomorrow you will endure when they throw you to the beasts? And Saint Perpetua told her, today I am enduring the pain that came on all humanity because of the fall of our parents, Adam and Eve. But tomorrow, when they throw me to the beasts, the Holy Spirit will be with me. He will support me. He will empower me. And I will be very, very peaceful when they throw me to the beasts. And the following day, when they throw her to the uh, beasts, the people around her saw her face full of peace. And they mentioned that when the beast start to attack her and her clothes start to be torn, do you know what she, she cared about at this very moment when she was dying? It's actually to cover her body, to keep her chastity, to cover her body even during this very difficult moment of death. Yes, don't be afraid. That is the message of the Lord to all of us today. If you are serving God, you will be attacked. But don't be afraid. Because God will turn everything into your benefit. Joseph was attacked by his brothers. And he told them, you intended evil to me, but God intended with this evil good to me. Trust in the Lord. Don't be afraid. Our God is a mighty God. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.